everyone. Today I'm going to talk about my experiences with my night flying rating. Night flying. Basically, once you pass your PPL, you suddenly discover that you can't fly when it's dark, which might be a little bit of an obvious thing. I know for the Americans out there, yes, you do some night flying as part of your PPL, but here in the UK, we are different and we like to be different. Therefore, night flying is a separate rating. There is a little quirk. You can actually do the night flying rating as part of your PPL. You just extend it by the extra five hours that you need. But I'd already done my PPL, therefore I needed to do the night flying rating as a separate section. Night is defined from half an hour after sunset to half an hour before sunrise. Basically, when it really gets dark. And in order to fly at night in the UK, then you need to have a night flying rating. Flying at night is magical. Basically what you see at night is completely different to what you see during the day, which is probably quite obvious. But towns look like towns. You get to see the roads. You get to see most lighted things. One slightly concerning thing is fields, forests, lakes. They all merge into an inky blackness. So any thought of doing things like forced landings, that's a bit of a concern and it's going to be dark and it's not going to be great. Problem with doing night flying training is, guess what? You need night, which in the UK means so we have to do our training when the nights are longer and the evenings are earlier. So generally that means the winter. The problem with doing night flying training during the winter is the weather. And for me, that was a big issue. Like most of my training, it, gets, it has issues with the weather. I started mid-November and eventually qualified in early January. I was also restricted by the conditions at the local airfield. We only have lighting on one runway, therefore if the wind is in the opposite direction we can't fly off that runway. And due to issues with neighbours and people complaining about noise at aerodromes, we could only fly on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night. So there were a few ups and downs in terms of just getting in the air. The CAA requirements for night rating is at least five hours of flight time at night, including at least three hours of dual instruction and at least one hour of cross-country navigation with at least one dual cross-country flight of at least 50 kilometers and five solo takeoffs and five solo landings. Now these five solo takeoffs and five solo landings are not five touch and goes, they are five full stop landings and subsequently five takeoffs. So it was a case of I had to land, backtrack, around the taxiways, back to the start of the runway, and take off again, and do that five times. Now, if you want more specific details as to the requirements of the CAA, don't look at me, go and talk to your instructor. That's what he's there for. So, off to my training. Well, the first night was quite an in-depth briefing, discussing all the issues that night flying entails. Then we went out to do the checks on the aircraft. One thing we did make sure we did was the initial checks we did during daylight hours, as trying to do checks on an aircraft with a torch when it's getting dark is not a great idea. So we did all the A-checks in the daylight and then took off just as it started to become night. First flight was quite interesting, quite a lot of general handling, discussion as to the good and the bad flying at night. We then did a navigation up to Cambridge, which was interesting, especially when we got there and, and Cambridge turned all the lights out just as we arrived. Not a massive issue because we weren't planning on landing there, but it was quite disconcerting when suddenly the airfield goes black. But anyway, turned around, flew back, instructor demonstrated a landing, and that was my first lesson. Now, we had a little bit of a break because again, the weather kicked in and then we moved on to circuits. Now, circuits at night is interesting. All the usual cue points, I've done hundreds and hundreds of circuits at Elstree. All my usual cue points have disappeared because they're all under the blackness of night. So I had new cue points, which were basically lighted structures or lights on the ground. And they were the turning points for the circuit. A few circuits with the instructor, then he decides to get out of the plane. What's he doing? 
Oh, you'll be fine. Are you, are you happy? Yes. Okay, yeah, go and do your five solos. Right, so I went and did my five solos. First one, second one, yeah, they were okay. Third one, that's not too bad. Fourth one, fifth one, yeah, okay. I, I was getting into the groove to a certain extent and beginning to enjoy it. But I had my five full stop takeoffs and landings. They were all ticked off, so great. Now we had another bit of a break because now we're heading into January and guess what? The weather's cropped up. I think in total I had about nine cancellations through the whole period of time, but that's just life. It's flying in the UK. Next flight now was to go up and do another navigation, this time to South End. Yes, I'd already fulfilled the requirements of a specific navigation, but I still needed to do more hours in flight. So we were doing a navigation to South End. The great thing about this navigation was, yes, I had to navigate using a chart. What's wrong with Sky Demons? Anyway, navigation to South End went reasonably well. Again, flying at night, looking down, it's like looking at the sky upside down. And no, I wasn't upside down, but it's black and you have all the tracks of the road, you have all the lights, which look a bit like stars, but it's really quite magical. I actually do enjoy flying at night. So we landed back at Elstree and that was it. I had completed my night rating training and had everything ticked off. All I need to do now is to send off paperwork to the CAA and hopefully in a few weeks time I should get back my night rating.